0: The Crash Site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yuggera and Turrbal peoples. We also pay our respects to Elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's land. What is this? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome
1: to the podcast. Crash, <laughs> Crash,
0: so you watch the video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did watch the video. All right, so welcome to episode four of the Crash Creative Podcast. we have back for four. It's cool. gone quick, hasn't it? Yeah.
1: I yeah. feel like we should cheers. We seem to start it. We, we should cheers. 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 Yeah. cheers.
2: Nice. Fine. I'm drinking tea tonight. Mm. And we have lukewarm beers.
1: Lukewarm beers.
2: <laughs> the best kind of beers.
1: Yeah, uh, beers supplied by Luke. Luke. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, we finished each other's
2: same sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> oh god.
1: Stop. Cut the podcast we we cut the show. Need, we need
2: to do some more bonding. Yeah. Before <laughs> we <do another>
1: podcast. <laughs> oh well, oh. gonna have to go on a camping trip.
2: Yeah. Actually great idea. <laughs> yeah. Com,
0: com, uh, podcast camping episode. Oh. We should honestly as for a yeah. tenth
1: episode we should go away altogether. Because okay. yeah. we've not been camp we've not been camping. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I've never been I'd camping before. I'm due. <laughs> I, I'm i actually scheduling in a camping trip soon.
2: Yeah, oh, me no. too. I really want to get So we should, we should line it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I want to go to
2: Carnarvon Gorge. If I, to. I want to go to
1: Carnarvon Gorge too. <laughs> oh, go.
2: that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to Carnarvon George. George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, you guys want to go hang with the Carnarvon George? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. He's my favorite of all he's the Georges. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's the coolest Carnarvon modern age artist. Gnabin George.
1: <laughs> Gnabin George! This is
2: Gnabin George. <laughs> <laughs> and this is normal George. <laughs> they don't get along. No, they don't get along Not at all. Not even slightly. <laughs> what is hilarious is that we have started this podcast and originally our intention was to talk about procrastination. <laughs> and we have totally <laughs> procrastinated getting to the point. The source yep, sure. of today's stimulus. Well, that's, mm.
0: We're just trying to prove a point in essence. is, is Today is all about... Well, it's actually sort of a response to a video. We're trying something a little different. Mm. It's a video by the YouTube channel BrainCraft. Vanessa is the name of a lady who's the creator, researcher, vlogger. I don't know what to call. Entertainer, I guess, Mm. on YouTube. She does lots of cool science videos that are quite relatable. And this one I stumbled upon a while ago, and it's something about uh, the procrastination myth. Uh, And it sort of delves into what productivity is and compares it to procrastination because there's this common misconception about the two being linked Mm. or on the same sort of scale where in actual fact it's separate. So I thought we could start today by defining productivity in our own sense and having the creative lens on it. So what does our sense of productivity mean when we're being creative?
1: i'm gonna jump in straight off the bat jump. i found the video quite um enlightening
0: yeah
1: uh i think i Great. did have a bit of a warped idea of productivity i definitely mm. i think i've talked about another podcast i write everything in like a little diary thing mm. and at the start of each day i will go to like the day space and i'll write out the list of all the things that need to be done and i have to cross them off as i go along and that is like Peak productivity to mm. me if I can finish the day especially yeah. a whole week and look back and everything's crossed off and everything's done um, even though sometimes I'll be like adding stuff as I'm finishing stuff and then like giving myself more jobs <laughs> even though I didn't need to do them I'll be like oh, yeah. oh well I've, I've finished most of the things I need to do so let's whack another five yeah. in there <laughs> and somehow I won't die of exhaustion <laughs> yeah. you know um but after watching that video you do get more of an idea that uh, you can when even when you think you're procrastinating, it can be quite productive. So but lists for me is definitely like the easiest simplification of productivity mm-hmm. for me, even in a creative sense as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That is so interesting because I hate I, lists. I, I hate li- I can't <laughs> I've actually had to stop myself using yeah. lists. Because my issue with lists is that exact thing is that I just keep adding to them. Yeah. And I'll put things on my list like <laughs> like finish scene four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like then, and then Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm just like, well, I haven't finished scene four so I can't tick that off so I have not <laughs> been productive today. <laughs> yeah. And it and I found that a really vicious cycle. So mm. yeah. I feel like my shift in productivity is really around like intention setting. So like, what are my intentions for what I'm trying to achieve today or within a set period of time? And I think for me, my relationship with productivity in the past has has been this idea of like I would just set like what is the most ambitious goals for today I can set. Yeah. And so then I'd always fail and I'd always feel like I haven't been productive that day.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas I think bringing it right back down to actually, I think the way that works best for me is allocating time for, for things. So going, okay, I'm going to do an hour and a half of work on this project right now. And I'm going to go all in for an hour and a half. And then I'm going to like get up and move and do something else. And I'm going to do like an hour and a half block of something else mm-hmm. or whatever timing that I have to work okay. around. And I think time blocks are more effective for me in the sense that I go, okay, this is work time. So I literally throw my phone. Like, away. like. In that's th-
1: why you needed a new, new phone. phone. Yeah, that's why I've broken the Bluetooth <laughs> on my phone no and the
2: Wi-Fi doesn't work. Is because I throw my phone because I'm like, I can't have this anywhere near me. It's going to distract me. Yeah. And then I set a timer and I go, I'm going to work for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um. And, and so it's like, whatever I get done in that time. And so it's also, I feel like what's helpful in doing that, because I've kind of just got back into this routine, is by having a time block... You set an end point that you know you're working towards. So you mm. almost start a bit of a competition with yourself. You're like, oh, I'll just get to this end, this next stage. Oh, well, I, if I j- I've still got like four more minutes. I wonder if I could get like one one more step. Mm. And so I find that's like a really helpful tactic.
1: Mm. Jumping in on, I don't need to interrupt, but jumping in on that time scale thing. Um, something that my dad taught me about was pomodoris. Yeah, which is the I think it's 45 minutes or 20 yep. 45 minute blocks and you just work in 45 minute blocks Because even if you're you feel like you can keep going You're not at your most productive mm-hmm. and your brain does need a rest and a funny side note I actually found out that Pomodori. I think in Italian means tomato or something because oh. Andrea I was explaining this productivity cool. thing to him, He's like, oh, yeah okay. Tomatoes, why are you talking about Actually, tomatoes?
0: Random, there, <laughs> there is a Google extension and it's about productivity and the little icon was a was tomato. Tomato, yeah,
1: yeah. because Uh-oh. of, yeah. There you go. That's brilliant. See, so yeah, I know stuff. See, so yeah. yeah, we're really
2: productive, we're piecing together, disparate yeah. parts of knowledge yeah, into yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um,
0: interesting, the video Vanessa says, um, based on her research, it's like an hour of work requires 15 minutes of rest.
1: So that's a Pomodoro. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah so I, it's consistent.
2: Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I heard that, and I, I did go, no. <laughs> like, like, like I did, I, I like, physically yeah. went, No. Nah, what like. a surprise,
1: though, Zed, going against the grain. That's, like, something new and different Unusual. for him. <laughs> I'm just trying to be really edgy, new and different. Oh, yeah, What's yeah, your yeah.
2: Pomodorian block, then? I... I like, I think for me, it's like, <laughs> I try and condense that, that 15 minutes down yeah. because also I yeah. hate losing momentum, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Like I'm like, I'm in, a, I've got momentum. I don't want to like yeah. stop this thing right <laughs> now. Like, so I'll set the timer for an hour and a half and I'm like, oh, I'll just do another half hour. Just, yeah. you know, I'm already here.
0: But that's good. You and know? you and like, you have a like good relationship with your sense of productivity. Mm. Yeah. Right? And you're able to like accommodate to what, you know, what mood mm. you're in. Because the thing with procrastination as a different concept is like more of a response to your feelings or your thoughts, are, mm. right? And your mood. So it's actually, you know, if you're in a good mood, procrastination mm. isn't even a thing.
2: You're in this state of like productivity. Yeah. That is actually such an interesting point that you bring up about, about mood and like how you set your space for work. Mm. Yeah. Like, yep. so with, you may have noticed if you're watching the video um, that we've now decorated our background. Um, and
1: go to our Instagram uh, to see how fun and easy that was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had nothing to do. With it.
2: <laughs> but what that's meant is I've had to move what was my like, work like office back into the other side of the room, whereas my bedroom. And yep. in actually doing that, I've actually it's caused me mm. to shift how I'm working, and I've kind of used it as like a, a physical reshifting and rejigging of of how I work. Um, but one of the things that I started doing this week was if I felt myself getting. Tired or distracted is, I wouldn't say set 15 minutes, but I would like get up and I'd like do something physical. Like whether that was like put on like some really like pumping music and yeah. like, like yeah. do some push ups or like, just like move around the space. Like, and, and, and also like increase my breathing mm-hmm. <laughs> just to like, totally physically. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> what's hilarious is we all know I'd do it. <laughs> yeah. like we all know that that is such yeah. a me thing to yeah. do. Um, but, but I do find like visit phys- that physical mm. change is mm. also a great way to jump out yep. of it rather than like your 15 minute decompress just going on social media, yeah. mm. you know, no, there's like a huge physical relation to your being.
0: you know, like, and, and there's tricks like that that you can implement to trick your brain into feeling
2: better or yeah, it's quite amazing. What's well, like that? I don't know if you guys know about like all the different breathing techniques, but one of the ones is there's like scientific studies around that, like. Taking six deep breaths is like is the amount that you need to basically like control emotion and like restabilize yourself. And sometimes six like that's breaths. all you need is is just to sit down mm. and and gift yourself that time of six deep breaths just mm-hmm. to recenter and ground yourself yeah. so that you can keep moving forward. Yeah, I think that it's so interesting is that like we can manipulate our bodies mm. and like take control of our own bodies to mm. to shift our relationship with work yeah. and.
1: I've actually been um, using this breathing technique before I go to sleep, which is just in for four, hold for four, out for six Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And because I've been doing it so much just before I go to sleep or just before I listen to a sleep cast... Like it almost just, that's what puts me to sleep. But mm. it it's including, yeah. obviously it's not if I accidentally did it out during the day, I'd just randomly fall asleep somewhere. <laughs> like at the, at the, the wheel. It, it's like a like,
2: media. You're like, oh no, I've fallen Four, four, six. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bang. Yeah, yeah. That's the title of the action movie. Four four, 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 six. six. <laughs> 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 no, but That's a great idea <laughs> But like Now that I'm doing it so much right before bed mm. It pretty much is Once I'm present and I know that I'm putting myself In that relaxing state yep. Like I'm I'm dead after yep. I finish doing the breathing rounds Like that's it, I'm out yep. And I was like to me the other day Because we were about to listen to a sleep cast and can I've I ask just...
0: after you're done what a sleep cast is as well? Oh, yeah, just 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, yeah. well, basically, a sleep cast can be anything like a meditation mm-hmm. uh, that you listen to as you're going to sleep, and it'll be long for maybe 30 minutes to... Mm. You could listen to something for three hours. I oh. got into binaural beats, sleep oh, yeah. ones for a while yeah, yeah. as well. They're so good. <laughs> um, but And also it can be just like a sound. So sometimes I'll just put on like a mm. crackling fire or... Not water, I'm not a water
0: <laughs> I'm just like
1: petrified I'm yeah. going to myself. <laughs> but yeah, no, like seriously, five minutes later I'm dead yeah. asleep, yeah. which is weird because I've <laughs> often struggled getting to sleep. Insomnia has definitely been a long-term issue for me because I find I'm also quite creative late at night. So yep. there's almost like this subconscious thing like, oh, don't go to sleep in case you think of something great, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm. well that's yeah that's a good thing is is like we're sort of talking about i guess in general terms productivity but can we like maybe narrow it down to like is there like a different practice for creativity or is it is it similar and i and i want to jump back as well while you think about that um there's a few things that i'd like to point out is i feel like yeah setting intentions is really important and if you're going to do like use productivity things, is setting intentions even on to what your productivity method is like a list so that it doesn't get out of hand. Um, and also, I really like this whole new wave of applications that are coming out mm-hmm. that are centered around well-being and mental health and stuff like that. Um, I use this one called Medito and it's really good. It's free and it's it's got like soundscapes and, and guided yeah, meditations you. and stuff like that. Yeah, can can we maybe try to think about if we're ever in a creative um, setting, are there different
2: techniques to capitalising on productivity? I have thought about this a lot, <laughs> um, and and the reason is is because I like a lot of the work that I've done like in like being creative is like large projects, mm. so it's like writing a script for a show or like developing a show or like trying to brainstorm a show. Mm you know like when we did our big show pathos like I would spend yeah. days where I would just like I'd roll around the floor and I'm like today is my pathos day Yeah. and I would do nothing I would just roll <laughs> on the floor and like scribble ideas and do drawings and then I'd finish the day and I'd be so down on myself it's oh, procrastination gosh. guilt trap right yeah I would literally I would just put myself in that sound loop. like
1: a doctor when you like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the diagnosis
2: <laughs> take them away, boys <laughs> yeah. uh, Make wrap them up, toys. Wrap em up. <laughs> Um, but it actually, I think the, where I draw a lot of inspiration now is like, I'm trying to develop a much healthier relationship with my creativity and with my like process and routine is from the work of Stephen Pressfield. So I don't know if you guys have read any of his books, but they're so easy to like read and process. Uh, Turning Pro is one of them and The War of Art, but he basically talks about this idea of resistance. And so like what holds most people back from doing anything in their life is the resistance because when you sit down to write all of the resistance comes in and that's that voice in your head that's like you're not good enough why are you even bothering this is terrible Mm -hmm. right i'll go back and fix that first line you get nothing done Mm. right but his process is like is he talks about how you actually overcome that you need to go to you need to go to war with with that that part of your head and and develop Mm -hmm. it and treat yourself as a professional Right. Mm-hmm. So like a professional, like in, in a normal job, goes to work at a certain time and they finish at a certain time mm. and they and they work between those hours. And so like if in a creative field, you know, as you especially as you're emerging, you know, you might not be able to work nine to five on your creative project. But you find those hours where you can sit down and you, and that's your that's your creative time. And whether you write one word or or fifteen pages, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But you show up and you sit in front of that computer or in front of that canvas or you know whatever your creative medium is, and, and that's your dedicated time for it. Mm-hmm. And so it's and it's that routine, it's that practice, right? That muscle um, that I think is that is about it. I think to me that's creative productivity is it's actually mm-hmm. going, okay, because you can't tangibly measure, you know, that same thing. It's like finish scene four. It's like, mm. that is an unachievable task because I just don't know the, the weight of that exploration yeah. of what needs to be done to figure out what scene four is. Mm. You act, know, the act mm. of that is like a, a should, I should yes. be doing this, yep. which is
0: like your brain's way of avoiding having to do it. Yeah. which just is like a I'll do it later. It's inaction, which yes. is the opposite of productivity. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly. what she
1: talks about in the mm. video. Hey? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember watching the video the first time and uh, yeah, it was it blew my mind as well because procrastination is such like a hot buzzword, you know? Yes. And it's it's easy even like the act of like thinking you're a procrastinator is It's almost like essence, a scapegoat. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Um back to
1: Sleep cuss. Yes, I'll keep talking
0: about Oh, We can if you want. But <laughs> no, I was thinking, I draw a lot of comparisons to cooking. Me simpler. Mm-hmm. See, I'm so much, I'm into my French stuff at the moment. I don't, <laughs> nice. um, setting the space, setting up for success, I think is, is a huge thing. Because, yeah. you know, when you're about to cook a meal, like you can't just go in You start with a cl- clean kitchen. Start, yeah, you yeah, start. New ingredients. Cut everything have everything there and then you can, you can visualize it. You can, and then all it takes is just that one action and you started and it's okay. And it all flows on from there. Having the, the changing in space as well. And now I have like that table down there and I've set it up, you know, and it's ready to go. It's same, similar thing, Mm. you know, like you just, you sit in that chair, you show up for yourself and that's, yeah, I feel like that is gonna instill creative productivity.
1: 100%, India. I believe so much in a set space mm. for any type of work. Personally, because I mm. work across a lot of locations, I pretty much have to carry my office in my backpack. Yeah. So, I, my set space mm-hmm. consists of just my devices that I use and then whatever area is available to me, which is very disruptive to my process. Yeah. Even recently, this last week, I've been after the lockdown as well. I've been working from home a little bit and then um, and then I had to continue working from home afterwards and I couldn't work out in the living room anymore because mm. it ju- it was just taking up too much space for all of my housemates and stuff. So I had to move all of my stuff into my bedroom and because I didn't have enough space for like my crash stuff yeah. with all of those devices and then all of the accounting stuff, which is all these other files in a completely different computer, yeah. you know, and then, um, just personal space in my own bedroom. It was just, it was so disruptive. I've hardly gotten anything done this week mm. at all mm. because of that one simple, I didn't have somewhere else to put this one other computer. Yeah. You know, like I was using this other larger space and I could spread out and then moving mm. it into my personal space as well. And my other workspace, mm. it just, Dominoes.
0: Yeah. I think with the digital, like, st- online storage and everything moving on to an online space now, I find, like, I really have to tidy up storage and things, like, you know how yeah. we're working out at Notion? Yeah. I'm constantly, like, I need it to be, like, crystal clear. Yeah. Right? I-, I, can't, I
2: can't just start doing stuff. Yeah. It's on my mind. Oh, I think one of the things that we were just, like, also touching on is this idea of habit. Mm. right, is this, this idea of creating creative habits yeah. and and yep. habits that allow you to get into your creative practice. Mm. And I think that, that process and figuring out what that is for you, I know for one of the things yeah. for me is, like, if I want to get writing done, it has to be in the morning. <laughs> like, I have to get up early and yep. do it. I, it um. has to be... And I can't have any distraction. I can't have someone that's going to talk to me. I can't have Mm. someone making noise near me. It's got to be I go into my zone and I just sit there and write. Mm. And so I think like... It's figuring out, okay, like when is the time? When is your time that you're going to dedicate to that? And like at the moment, unfortunately, I just haven't had the time to fit that in because I've got a lot of logistical things in my life right now. But also acknowledging that there's ebbs and flows there, right? That now's the time for ideation. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's something I really want to work back in. It's like some like a regular habit or practice that allows me to at least be chipping away at writing or you know or ideating but also
0: i think beautiful thing like you have that routine set of like getting up early anyway so whatever it is you have to do like you already have this idea of i'm going to wake up early and get it done first thing yeah you know i i used to work hospital like late nights and i could never get anything done you know not not even shopping until like after 2 pm cuz i'd just sleep in and and you know it was it was a constant routine that was just shifted later yeah and i thought i was a night owl but it was just like tricking myself out of that now you know work in the mornings i enjoy getting up earlier. You know, doing exercise, setting intentions before work, even, you know, like all these little tactics that really help.
2: I, I get a lot more value out of what I'm doing. That's yeah. actually a really interesting thing that you, you mentioned exercise there too and we talk about the bodies and stuff. Yeah. Like, I think like from a personal perspective too, I feel like I know that I write best or I'm in a best creative mood after I've like gone to the gym mm. or like gone for a walk, Yeah, you know, or, or one of the other tools, just, just cause I think like physically, like getting things out of your body, mm. like, and releasing, releasing tension and, and, and sort yes. of sweating it out, I think is really helpful, but also like if I'm ever stuck, like whether it's creatively or, also like emotionally Like if I'm ever like Oh I'm I'm having a day You know Like those days Where you're like oh, yeah. I don't know what's up But something is up yeah. You know And, and, and yeah. I could lay here And like Just like Lay it and, it. You know Wallow in yep. it And feel sorry for myself or like, I'm like, no, I know what I need to do. Okay. It's like 4 PM. I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for a sunset walk somewhere and I'm just going to, whether it's in nature, it's by the river or something. And I'm just going to put headphones in Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to try and like walk and figure it out as I walk. And you and like, honestly, yeah. a 10 out of 10, a hundred percent of the time, yeah, yeah. like you, you, you go on that walk and you come back and you're feeling better. You might not have yeah. solved the problem, yeah. but you've like at least released some of that energy through so, like that, that experience. And it's showing up for yourself in another way.
0: There's, mm. you know? um, back to like what the video said, there's four tips that Vanessa gave on managing your inner critic is what she called mm. it. So it's forgive yourself. And she gave an example of like students who forgave themselves for not studying for a particular exam, then studied more for the next exam, just inherently. Avoid should statements, which is what we were touching on earlier. Mm. So then it was something like changing should to saying how you will feel if you do it. So instead of saying, oh, I should go for a walk, you go, I'm going to go for a walk because I feel great. After getting a bit of sunshine mm. and exercise. Yeah. The Third one is to imagine yourself doing the thing. I think that is mm. very poignant for creative. Yeah. Um, industries. And then permission to rest. And I and I. Uh, <laughs> oh, not... Zed's
1: anti <laughs> that one. Oh, yeah. Zed's <laughs> anti I can't help to
0: Think about naps. Yeah. Right, and this is something I've learned from New Zed. Yeah. And funniest thing happened today, Tarek. What? <laughs> so, I got home around, I don't know, 3.40. Maybe Zed got, like, similar. Or did you earlier. guys
1: nap and together?
0: He was upstairs, and appra- like we only found out after, but I, I apparently just walked straight through the door as, as Zed was setting his timer. Yeah. And I also did the same thing. Went right in my room, set the timer for 20 minutes, boop,
2: and we both napped. Yeah, and then we <laughs> both woke up at the same, same point. Like, it was as yeah. I was falling asleep. Like, as so I... Yeah. I I also I hack my naps. Right. <laughs> I, like, it's I have the a most value because I no because yeah. I I know that if I sleep any more than twenty minutes, I've I've gone past the point mm. of. Of no being, return. Yeah, yeah. Literally, literally. I go past that, you wake up and you're like, "Where am I?" Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Life, yeah. Li- life, is a dream. It's like a hangover. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, "Geez, how much should I drink?" <laughs> <laughs> I've just blacked out. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think that. So what I do is I have this. If you go on YouTube and you type "20 minute binaural I'm... nap," and you and you just put like headphones in, like I just put my AirPods and you play it sort of at a low like sort of medium to low volume. yeah, And it just basically plays or more in a stereo in a, in your room. Yeah. Or somewhere, yeah. Um, headphones. No, it is works best. better in headphones. Headphones yeah. is best. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it basically just creates a, a hum of music that drops you into a deep sleep. So it takes out all of the background sound and it and I also put my um my eye cover on as well so I block out all of the light. And I, it basically like gently brings you in through, through, um, through sound into a deeper state of sleep and then gradually brings you up. And then the way that it wakes you up is a little bell, um, rather than like an alarm. Like (laughs) a, like like a, um, very meditative sort of like, yeah, uh, like gong, yeah, yeah, which is embedded in, in like a lot of practices as well. Right. Of meditation. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I felt I found that that has totally transformed mm. like like my ability if I get to say like cuz because I usually wake up early too, I get to 2.33 yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I'm done. Like, I've, I've been, you know, I've been working since like pretty early this morning. Like, I've had, I've done my full day of work, yeah. but I know I've still got some stuff to do. You know? <laughs> still got so, like some gas. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm like, oh, quick recharge, you know? But if I'm going to recharge, we're going to do it efficiently. You know? I'm going to get the best value out of, like,
0: out of my nap. But it's also a tool, it's a habit, you mm. know? And if you do it enough times it's at your repertoire like you get yeah to, you use that
2: for sure i think your body also like with with something like that i feel like now that it's something that i know that i've done so many times my body is like oh it's nap time <laughs> Nice. <Okay. laughs> bang like yeah, yeah, straight yeah. in let's go you the above the i was like this
0: is i <laughs> I, could, I, could, I, want, I couldn't be bothered eating it because I
2: didn't want to eat it hot. So I just ate it. I just ate frozen. Mm-hmm.
1: You wouldn't want to eat your chicken hot. Before my memories come back. It's just such an awkward stance for a lady. <laughs> oh, hot. Oh, lady. Oh, wow. The truth comes <laughs> out. do it? worry. Oh, I all of
2: this is. Yeah, yeah. You can, can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know
1: that. No, you're
2: in line. You okay? Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just staring off into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost Harry you know, for a moment, <laughs> but she's back. Yeah, yeah. 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 Staring yeah.
1: into the ether.
0: Alright, let's jump back to the third tip for managing your inner critic, which was, imagine yourself doing the thing. Great right. mm. Instead of writing it down, or, you know, not doing it, or saying you should do it, imagine yourself doing it. I thought... If you're doing a painting, you could almost, you know, take that space to actually imagine a creative idea that you're feeling, and then if you've got your everything set up in front of you, and then boom, straight into it. I thought that I was just relating it to that, mm. you know? Or for me, like doing music, you know? Imagine yourself doing the thing, you know? Maybe I imagine myself playing the drums or something, and then, boom, into making music, or even just rehearsing mm. an instrument. Mm. Yeah, you both of you relate to that on any sort of level
2: or not so much? I do. Yeah, definitely. Like one of my, so I sort of go through phases with meditation Mm. where I, sometimes I can get very like deeply connected with myself and like meditate in, I guess like a very like spiritual sense and like be grounded in myself and kind of like let go of Mm. the outside world. But a lot of the time, and this is for me at the moment too, is I just I just can't get to that state for whatever reason. Like just I'm just not in a point in I guess like the ebb and flow of my life that mm-hmm. I'm I'm in that state. But what I do like to do is something that I've taken from Tom Biliew from Impact Theory. He he sort of spoke about this, this idea of thinker tape. So if okay. I have a problem or something I'm trying to figure out I'll put on like like a meditation track and I'll like, you know, for 20 or 25 minutes and I will lay down and I will like think about it and I mm. will like visualize it yeah. and I'll go like where... Where could it go? <laughs> Sorry, I had so a here Years. again, and um, yeah, excuse me. That was that was that was how rude of me to burp during that sentence. You probably didn't even show. up. Uh, no, that. I don't. Now we've called it <laughs> out, so it's fine. I've, I burped. It's not a big deal. Okay? Um, <laughs> it's natural. Yeah, it's it's one of my habits. Okay, um, it's productive. take on it. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. So if you guys are right, we might do a twenty-minute break. I'm gonna go think take on that. Sure. Um, and imagine it happening again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um,
2: yeah. No, but but I I sort of spend that time to actually imagine like what possible outcomes or what could happen when I sit down to write mm. and then I get up and I go right yeah and you I get think excited like, about it yeah, yeah. and like I, you're exactly right though like seeing yourself doing it like seeing yourself and and physically imagining yourself like in the sensation of of doing it and succeeding I think also just primes your brain for like a natural sense of optimism and helps helps I it almost like it's like a, a weapon in your tool belt against resistance when you sit down and that voice comes in, you go, no, no, I've already visualized this and yeah. I'm sitting down to right now. Yeah. I, I, it's not your time mm. to tell me that I'm not good enough. You yeah, can go mate. sit in the corner, mate. Yeah. When, when I throw my mate. phone, you can go with it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> listen here, mate.
1: mate. Go <laughs> sit in the corner. <laughs> but you kind of have
2: to do that with, resi- like, I don't know. You do. You do. You know, like, yeah. when that voice comes out, you've got to be like, listen, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, not now. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> Turn the table on it. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, my new thing this year is a bit corny, but it's just kind of like, fuck off.
2: I <laughs> thought you were about to say, my new thing this year is Bitcoin.
1: <laughs> I was like,
2: whoa, okay, let's, get on it. let's
1: go. <laughs> no, no, that's episode four, yeah, we're yeah. doing just Bitcoin. This
2: is episode four. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Well, now we've
0: got to do just Bitcoin. (laughs) Let's procrastinate. You're tuned in to do a Bitcoin episode. (laughs) The best, (laughs) non-professional, non-legal device. Okay, I'm gesturing the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Sorry, you're a corny. I don't know why it
1: keeps cutting out.
0: What's your corny?
1: (laughs) Oh, so what I've been doing is I just count one, two, three, and then I do it. Mm. Like just anything. And it applies across so many different things. And then that's made it more of... More of a, just a reflex and less of a particular like tool against procrastination or something specifically for work. Like Mm. if it's, am I going to jump into this large rock pool off of this cliff? One, two, three, jump, you Mm. know, Yep. like, or am I going to take this job? One, two, three, decision, Mm. you know? And I think it's just trying to work with impulse and trust instinct. Yes. Yeah.
2: And it's so similar to, um... Mel Robbins, I think, has the five second rule.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Where
2: and where? So she 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 eats she, things c- off the ground. <laughs> yeah, after five seconds. No, it's actually it's actually such a cool uh, rule because it, I was listening. I was listening to a lot of things she's spoken about, but it's it's that exact same principle. But it's you count down because with countdown is like there's no way you can go once you, you hit one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas like you go one two three four five. So <laughs> you know, I used to do that when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, certain things
0: like I want lollies. Yeah. 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 No, I was like, I was like, oh, I, I really want that lolly or whatever. Or I want to ask dad, you know, if I I want chocolate. Yeah. yeah. And I'd okay, be one, two, three, four. and I would get to ten,
2: and then I'd start again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Right, and it would seem like yeah, jumping off the the cliff. But if you go five, four, three, two, one, alright I've got to action this now. Yeah. Like yeah. that's mm. my cue, and once again. Is, like, at first, you start doing that, and, look, I'll be honest, I've, like, heard a lot about it. I have still yet implemented in my life because there's so many, like, things I'm like, oh, I could do this, I could do this. <laughs> but but it's something that I've been thinking a lot lately is, like, when you get those moments of resistance, you get those things where you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I need to make a decision. I'm just going to, like, mess around here. It's like, no, five, four, three, two, one, do it. Mm-hmm. And I think the more you do that, once again, it's a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. You, like build that habit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a reflex then.
2: I can't yeah. help but think of Katan.
0: If anyone else is, the board is a player of oh, Gatan, yeah. because in the in the pre-game phase, everyone gets to dis- decide where their settlements are. <laughs> I sound like such a geek right now. And and, and I take I take over ten minutes to decide. Sometimes you know. Yeah. But I reckon we should start yeah, implementing a timer,
2: so I can start acting <laughs> on the impulse. It more? No, I I I completely disagree. <laughs> yeah. It's like for me, that is when my brain is like, "All right, of all the possible realities of where <laughs> this game will play out, okay, I need yeah. hay. Yeah. I, I, hay is hay is the resource, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But like, hay
1: seems to be the answer every time. Yeah, what You guys is, talk about. I, I
0: stand by. But that. you just yeah. need
1: hay. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, if only that was like real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with Crasside, with we'd like, open a, open yeah, a hay yeah, farm. Yeah, yeah. My dad sure. farms hay. Does he Does actually? Go? Oh, listen. awesome. Hay.
2: Shout we out. Go. Or we'll Big build a settlement right up. next to him. Yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, A sheep settlement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay, enough of the Catan <laughs> so. references. Um, I was listening to a podcast before by Neil deGrasse Tyson called Star. How dare
1: you listen to any other podcast than this one?
0: I shouldn't have confessed. Yeah, I can't believe. But you've this done is this. a safe space, and I, and I, I imagined myself bringing this up, so I was more competent at at telling you guys, you know, like so. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I listen
1: to other
2: podcasts. Oh, man. Thank you.
1: Well, no, 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 I disagree. Oh I, I disagree. I think we disown them. I think we take your face off all the merch. We're just going to have to black it out with text stuff. Or that up even a,
0: a 3 2 1 decision? Or was, yeah, that yeah. Just, was that just a one? No, that
1: was that. that has been brewing. <laughs> <Harry laughs> <plays.
2: laughs> well, next week's podcast, I it's feel a solo like, cast. I mean, honestly, a solo I feel sleep like cast.
1: Every single podcast, I'm like trying to get rid of one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's usually me, actually. <laughs> Same mm. Cops at all. I'm picking up a trend. <laughs> uh, it was about e-games or e-gamers. And it was it was a scientist who was trying to explain cause and effect from playing certain games. But it wasn't just limited to... Um, I mean, they were trying to tailor it towards sort of this new wave of electronic games and stuff. But it was also like... Yeah, in, in a social context, you know, like there's these... It it is a neural pathway you're opening, but it's also competing parts of your brain. Mm. You know they're trying to trying to do this and that at the same time, and it can be. That's why I just thought of Catan was because there's there's the element of the game and competitiveness, that you you know you you're really trying hard to to think about, but then there's this social aspect, and you don't want to you don't want to be not contributing to that or.
1: Ooh. I find that with d and mm. I've only played like two times now, mm. but yeah, in Dungeons & Dragons, I feel like there's almost a third element though, because mm. especially if you're playing with just close friends and it's just like a whatever game, because I know some games are like really serious and mm. stuff, but you've, you've got this character and you've made it and mm. you're maybe acting it out a little bit, so it's a bit of a shot, right? So you're thinking, I want to be the funniest, I want to get some laughs out here, like... I want to make the storyline yeah. make sense. I also want to win the game. Yeah, yeah, And then you also have, like, a responsibility to just the team to not do too much of either of those two, you know, Ooh. and just, like, play it down the middle. But I understand... In reference mm. to another book yeah.
0: yeah, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. It yeah, not, but I've like, only
1: played yeah. twice since I moved to the new house, and cool. it's it's an interesting. I mostly enjoyed just making the character and putting on a show. But yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah. That yeah, yeah, I, I feel yeah. like that all
2: ties into this like idea of game theory too, right? Yeah. This idea of like how you like like when you look at things from the perspective of a game. You know, you look mm-hmm. at, like, and, and you look at, sort of, the ways in which games operate and how games naturally appear in everyday life. Mm. You know, like, how we're looking for, like, tokens and, like, ways to level mm. up. Like, we're looking, yeah. you know, for for different signifiers and symbols that, like, showcase our our capabilities and yeah. our, sort of, metrics for success.
1: Almost everything's gamified now because it is this interesting way to trick your brain into being productive without... Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a fun way to do productivity, it's you related know? To, it's like
0: Yeah, dopamine. Yeah. It's triggering yeah.
1: dopamine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's why like coupons can be like addictive and stuff, you know, like getting oh. the like it's it, it's that same reaction, yeah. you know, and loyalty cards are such a big thing now because it's like, oh, I just I've got to get I have got to buy 50 to get one free, but that's yeah. worth it, you know. Cuz that's value. <laughs> because, yeah. Right? It's, but is yeah. it though? Like, or do you look for like the shop Five hundred meters down the road, that's actually just cheaper coffee. But oh, there's I, no loyalty card.
2: I, I think the Sorry. best, the best one, the best one is spend a hundred dollars, free shipping. Right, you go on. No, oh, I hate you know, that. No, no, no you I go on something. That. No, no, no it, it's the best marketing tactic because yeah. I'll go on there. And I'm like, All right, I've spent fifty bucks, ten dollars shipping that's 60 I'll spend 40, you know, $40 more and I get $10 for free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's better value. I'll just buy, you know, I'll buy two pairs of jeans or two shirts or yeah, you know? Yeah. Over is $50
1: there... works for me over a hundred. I'm like, yeah. get,
0: <laughs> is there a way to apply that sort of marketing tactic to creative
2: industries?
1: I think mm. people do all the time. Don't they, you know, like, um, if you buy group tickets to a show, oh, yeah. stuff like that,
2: but, but I feel like it's different though, because it's mm. not marked that way. Like I never, I never go like, because the group tickets are ridiculous. It's like 10 or more. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> like, know, bro, know. like I don't have that many friends. Like, That's just you know like oh. <laughs> See, Derek is just like out firing today. Yeah. <laughs> 10 friends that like all want to go see a show and spend, you know, but also I think it's like, it's also, a, it's a, di- the difference between like, like a commodity, right? Mm. Like, like it's a product rather than like an experience.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's
2: like I think there's like a tangible element to that and and uh, but I do think that it it mm. does raise a big question around like the creative industries and it's like the way yeah. that we market and the way that we like build relationships with customers yeah. and like audiences is like is like so different but also like I think we can draw a lot from these like other like, other industries, like, from how, like, many businesses operate. Like, how are their reward programs? Mm. Yeah. You know, like, how are relationships built? Mm. Rather than, like, what I see a lot is, like... my, my I get so many emails because I've signed up for so many things over the years, and I'm like, I wish I could just, like, unsubscribe from all of this, and I just don't have the time to do it. But, like, I look at all of the ones of like, theater companies or, like, th- you know, like, or, like, art sort of projects and stuff, and it's, like, it's all just updates. They're just telling me what's going on. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, like... It was cool. I saw one show there and it was really cool. But like now you're just annoying me. Mm. Like you're not adding any real value to me. Like you're kind of just marketing to me. One Unless thing that you peop- really want it. Sorry. Yeah,
1: Yeah. No, and one thing that you can get is maybe just like a jump on tickets or something yeah. like that. Which yeah. can come through the email. But I do seriously agree with how mailing lists work within creative industries mm. compared to product-based businesses. Like... Um, It's just... It is. It's mostly updates. I mean, I've worked with um, Woodford Folk Festival. Mm -hmm. And then I've I've worked with them as a performer. And then I've worked with them as bar staff. And on the mailing list, it's great. You feel a part of the community. You're getting all these updates about... But there's there's not any offers included in Mm. staying as a part of that community. You know? Um, Maybe discount codes for merch and stuff. But the other question is where do you where do you gamify it like is 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 what we're talking about just commercialism at its finest that it would kind of mess up creative industries to just have bombardings Mm -hmm. of oh if you stay on our mailing list we'll give you 10% of the next thing you know like is Mm -hmm. it gonna
2: see this I think you're exactly right is but this is why I think what we need is like a decentralized art network right? And it's an art network that is consumer focused, right? And, and it is, it is, and, and this is something that like, uh, I mean, i wrote a pitch today that I've sent to both of yeah. you that I would like you to read. Yeah. That <laughs> that in, that in, that it is in our vision for Crash, but yeah. I, I really think the future of the art industry is about, is about access, right? How do we make the arts accessible? Because it is like, it is fucking ridiculous. The price of theatre tickets. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. Like, how is this art form meant to continue to, like, like breathe life into communities when it is not even accessible for the people that the show is meant to be for? Mm. Like, it, it, it actually, like, frustrates me so much. But, but the idea of that, what if you could create a model where, or, or, you know, and I think it's starting to happen with things like Patreon and, like, these support networks where you can, like, subscribe and support someone, yep. right? We're seeing it with a lot of, like, podcasters and people who are creating yep. content on YouTube and stuff. But then actually looking at a model where you can scale that to, like, you know, to a broader sense. Like, if you could have a theater company where you have a set amount of supporters that are paying on, on a tiered level, mm-hmm. right, but they also have options to, like, Pay more to support, and that becomes your like kitty for producing work, mm. right? And that you have a guaran—you then have guaranteed budgets that you're working with every year, and you're bringing more people in, right? And they're getting special access, they're in behind the scenes, they're actually getting value for the money they're putting in. You're not just buying a theatre ticket to one show, but you're actually supporting the journey of artists, yeah. right? There's a deeper relationship to the art that's being created. Sense of and- input. Exactly Like, yes. Yeah, exactly yes. You can build relationships We're looking yeah. at you being Like audiences Being patrons of the arts Right? That they're a part of it They're supporting w- One another You know? Like they're, they're a part of a community mm. Right? And I think a big part of that Is decentralising The way it operates Is taking it away from like Larger scale companies that are getting all of the funding Right? And then it's sort of up to them to then distribute those funds through like emerging arts programs yep. and stuff. But at the same time, it's like it's so selective. It's like, well, what if you could actually have a system where like audiences can then, you know, like pay what they can?
1: Exactly. And when it's up to the few instead of up to the many, the decisions are safe. Yeah. You and they're know, generalised. Because yeah. it's like, well, you know, these there's, there's five guys at the top of the field, right? And they're deciding where all the money goes. So all those decisions have to be safe because they have to compound. Yeah. Where if it's dispersed from the start and people are supporting fringe ideas because they want to see, like, maybe a show only runs for two days compared to, like, a... A season, right? But there's like twenty people that just fund it, and they make it happen, and they loved it, and they mm. enjoyed it, and it was great. You know?
2: Yeah, but but I mean, uh, like here's the thing: it's like okay, like I'm thinking of just like a a, a whack idea. It's like okay, we could do a theater show in a swimming pool that we put in the middle of Queen Street Mall, right? <laughs> like that can be done, yeah. right? That that is a that is a project that could be developed, but we need funding for that. And and the the fact of the matter is is that as as sort of Artists that are just building a name for ourselves, it's very hard for us to get government funding for something like that, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's a risky investment for them. Right, we we we're still trying to build a track record, right? Mm. But it's a large scale work that could bring a bunch of artists together. And everyone go, whoa, that's kind of wild, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like what, like like developing a platform? Where we go, this is what we want to do. Do you want to get behind it? Mm. Right, and decentralizing it. You know, like there's crowdfunding and stuff, but also there are models that also don't necessarily work specifically within the creative arts and 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 those industries in a way that I think is like necessarily sustainable, right? Because you it's project based, but building relationships for people as artists yeah. as collectives you know as a collaborative space as well Mm. um and i think it also promotes artists helping one another
1: Mm. right
2: supporting one another sharing skills you know like there's so many artists out there that i would like i would i would pay a monthly fee if if i could get access to you know like robert wilson talking about his creative process and developing work you know even if it was once a month or like Mm. sharing like director's notebooks or writing processes you know and and once again, then that money is going straight to him. It's not going through, say, something like Masterclass, you know. Yeah. Which is, you know, look, it's it's a, it's yeah. a great, it's a good product, right? But at the same time, it's all philosophical, mm. right? It's all like it's not very practical, mm. you know. And and it's like, well, what if you could? And what if we? And a bunch of that money is not going to these the individual artists, you know. That's actually, you know, it's all of these middle people, you know, like that that are just like that it clunking up the industry and, and taking cut after cut after cut mm. which is one of the biggest issues you know especially as you're emerging like you can't afford like a 10% cut like mm. is the difference between you making a profit and you being able to like at least walk away with enough money to like shout everyone beers afterwards yeah. to you actually losing money after investing hours of your time Yeah, you know and and at this stage in our careers it's like all we really want to do is be able to go and have a nice dinner and be like Fuck yeah, we did this thing, mm. but we can have a nice dinner and have a couple of beers and not be like, well, that cost us money.
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah, like yeah,
2: that's yeah. what that's what we yeah, want yeah, at yeah. this yeah. stage. Yeah. But like <laughs> But there are ways to do that and I think like that's what it's really about. It's like it is looking towards new innovative ways to develop relationships with audiences and relationships with other artists. Mm. That I think, was my spiel. I think it's really nice, though, like... <laughs> <through>
1: Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You're hey, welcome.
0: Through the arts, I feel like when there's, like, that organic connection, you know, it does it, you're not thinking about it as, like, I'm spending money on this to get this out of it. It's more of just, like, you want to support the individual. And then but you're actually getting so much out of it. Exactly. Other than just, you know, the product. Mm.
2: But or- you also gamify it. Right, yep. because yeah. then it's like, whoa! If we know that we've got a hundred people that are paying us money mm. to produce work, mm. right? Mm. Like we we have an obligation as yeah, creatives. Sure. Like it puts it puts more of a fire under us yeah. to be like, oh, f- we've got to deliver. Yeah. you know, and yeah. and I think that's the push you need. Yeah. That's the push when you wake up in the morning and, and old mate upstairs is like you're not good enough, you're never going to do anything. It's like, bro, I don't have time for you. <laughs> I've yeah. got a hundred people that have, yeah. that have paid me sure. money this month and I've got to deliver something. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I think uh, we can wrap it up there. There was a great little discussion.
1: We're getting I the think. hook. We're getting the yeah, hook. Yeah. yeah. I think,
0: um, yeah, I don't know, we've made some changes, you know, and I think we're going in the right direction. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm going to end with a quote today from Anthony Robbins, our oh, yeah. old friend. Nice. If I can't do it, I must do it immediately. Thanks for tuning in to the Crash Creator Podcast. You've been listening. I'm um, your host, Zane Woodley-Lake. And we have here... Tarek Dipp. And Zed Hopkins. And we'll see you next week.
1: The Woo! Podcast nobody asked for. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>